Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. We thank you that while we were yet sinners, you sent Jesus Christ. And if you had not loved us first, we probably wouldn't be here loving you in return. And yet, when we were far from the house of God, you brought us near through the blood of the Lamb. Washing our sins away, you have now begun to speak to us your heart, your plan, your purposes, your provision. And I pray that as we worship you and we begin to obey your word, you draw us nearer and nearer to your heart. And that we might rejoice in your presence. And understanding your heart, we would feel the confidence to serve you with gladness for the abundance of your mercies. We give you thanks for our families. Though Satan has tried arduously to destroy them, you continue to restore them. You continue to build up families. You continue to pour out love through your Holy Spirit that we might prosper and provide homes for our children where your presence is central because you are the center of it all. Bless your word and return it not void unto us. Allow us to understand your heart and give us a vision so that we might continue to grow in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The inspiration for this message this morning has to do with a couple of weeks ago, we found ourselves in, with our family at Walt Disney World for a long-deserved vacation. And when we walked in and went through Main Street and we approached the castle, Cinderella's castle, I was sitting there, I'd been there many times, uh, probably didn't even look at the castle the way I first looked at it the first day I walked in, but uh, seeing enjoying how the other people that were coming for the first time was enjoying the experience. And I looked over to a family, and it was a man, a woman, and a little six-year-old girl. And they approached the castle with incredible awe. And it's like they had seen what they had seen in pictures and in videos so many times. And approaching that huge castle, walking about this slow, just taking in the awesomeness of the moment. And we know that there are two ramps that lead up to the entrance of the castle. And you could go right in and you feel like, that's it, we're inside this thing. This father, this mother, and this child looked at the castle and then began to step away slowly and slowly and slowly. And I was able to interpret their heart and their feelings as they felt not worthy to go into that place. I couldn't believe my eyes. They had come to the very doorsteps of this majestic historical reality of Cinderella's castle and then they, they stepped away from it and walked looking at it and I was able to capture the father's sentiment to the family. We're not dignified enough to go into that place. That must be for somebody who's a noble or a royal family member. And I, I sat there and I said, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then God told me, this is how some people feel in my presence. They don't feel worthy to walk with God. They don't feel worthy to know God. They don't feel worthy to come to the house of God. And I, I couldn't believe it. Because I know that God and His nature is a God. And this is the word, ready? The word is dignity. Dignitaries. Those that are worthy to participate. And for the first time as I begin to look deep into this word, it means to elevate, to lift up, to exalt, to place in first rank, to increase, to create a, a higher level of existence. That's what dignity is all about. And then I begin to understand my life and my call the day I came into the house of God too. I didn't know God like I know Him today, 29 years later. 
But I have seen in these 29 years that everything that God is, is uplifting. Whether it be His Word, it's not condescending. Whether it be His hand, whether it be His heart, whether it be His Spirit, all these things, His grace and His mercy serve only to lift every single part of His creation to a higher level of participation. The increase, the abundance. And then I'm sitting here thinking, if God's work is to dignify and to bring dignity and to bring some level of specialty at a higher level in our lives, if that is His work, I'm just, I sit back and I wonder, everyone who's in this house, everyone who will hear this message, where are the heights of what God has created you to come to? Where is the story God wanted to tell? Was it of a broken marriage? Was it of a broken family? Was it of a bankrupt business? Was it of separating of friends? Surely not. That's not the Spirit of God. God told Cain when he fell. He says, if you do not, if you sought, let's go read that very quickly. If you would have sought my purpose, wouldn't your head have been lifted up? Wouldn't you walk on a higher level? This is at the very beginning of time. These are the children of the first parents. And God addresses these children in chapter 4. In verse 6, He says, And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? God created nothing to be fallen. Nothing to be fallen. And yet the first man and the woman fall. They fall in sin. They fall from their nature. They fall from their calling. They fall from representing God's best upon the earth. And he tells the son of these children, he tells Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Will you not walk in dignity? Will you not be able to rise above it? Whether we talk about the fallen nature, there's a lack of dignity because the nature is not to be fallen, it's to be lifted up. A man without dignity will grab a young woman who's a virgin and he will exercise intimacy upon her without her parents' authority, her pastor's blessing, without the dignity of ceremony, without the the respect of her untouched body. And man has known how to walk in this fallenness of nature. He could grab a virgin and make her a disaster. He could grab a family and destroy it. He could grab an economy and bring it to nothing. The absence of dignity is what is taking place upon the earth. And Christ desires. It's the desire of God to lift these men up, lift these women up, You know, we have a conference every year called Ladies with Dignity. What does it mean? We will raise young girls to a level that they will never seek to fall short of God's purpose for their life. Ladies that are lifted up. That's what it means. Ladies that will be exalted. Ladies that will know a different level of interaction than their mothers had ever known. The forcefulness of this word dignity in Hebrew is the very thing that lifted up Noah's ark. In the midst of chaos, dignity will lift you up. In the midst of judgment, dignity will lift you up. In the midst of sin and confusion, dignity rises you to the occasion. Lifting you up to become what the Bible says is an overcomer. That is the progress. That is the the way that God has established for all of us. It says it's a high way in the midst of a desolate desert. How many are willing to begin to follow Christ into the dignity and call for your life? It's a good place to say amen. Amen. How many will allow God's faithfulness? The one who was able to capture most of this uplifting thing was David in Psalm 89 verse 24. God says, my faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. In my name shall his horn be dignified. In my name shall he walk another road. I'm telling you, when I met Jesus and he promised to dignify this piece of garbage, I didn't believe it. 
All I knew how to do was lie, cheat, and steal. Disrespect my dad. Disrespect my mom. Walk far from the counsel of God. And I heard God says, I have the plan for you, Joaquin. I have things that you don't even know. I want to take you to levels you would not even believe if I told you them. And I said, Lord, the only thing I know is how to become chaotic disaster and to destroy that which is entrusted to me. And then the Lord later on, years later, I became uh, an incredible son to my father as I began to walk in obedience. I had never walked in obedience to my dad. He would say right, I would take a left. He would say left, I'd take a right. He'd say sit down and I would stand up. He would say stand up and I would sit down. Let's go, we're leaving the house. And I said, I'm going to my room to sleep. He says, let's go to sleep. And I would say, I'm leaving the house to go out. A perfect rebel. And I was in that walk lower and lower each day until I met Jesus Christ. Until I was able to hear that Christ is He who lifts up out of the pit. He is He who rises up and washes that person who has stinking thinking. No good thoughts that I have in my heart. No godly expressions. You could ask my teachers ever since I sat in the classroom. I was the guy over in the corner with that big triangle hat called the dunce. I didn't have a desire for learning. I didn't want to listen to my teachers. I waited for them after school as they would cross by in their cars and motorcycles with an apple to make sure I would hit them very hard. 13 years of age. Thank God that at 16, I was able to hear a message like this one. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for a God who's able to raise us up out of the pit and exalt us in His purpose. I love when I read Psalm 75 verse 1. It says, we give thanks and praise to God. If you wonder why we come to church so often, it's because we are in this promotion cycle. Week after week, God gives us a lifeline after lifeline after lifeline, making us better fathers, better husbands, better sons, better administrators, better financially, better socially, giving us a better plan. And we want to be close to the heart of God who's able to bring man out of the pit and restore them fully and wholly. It says, do not destroy. We give thanks to God. God, we give thanks for your wondrous works. And you, we declare your name is here near us. Verse 2. Because at the proper time, when God chooses the right time, He will cause things to be decided uprightly. What is uprightly? Verse 3. When all else is falling apart, when the earth and all of its inhabitants are being disintegrated, He will set up a firm pillar. You know what God does when He set up a firm pillar? He's about to build. He wants to make those pillars in your life solid so that He could give you the weight of His glory. In verse 4, He says, I said to the arrogant and the boastful, deal not in pride. And to the wicked I said, do not exalt yourself because Him who exalts himself, will be humbled. That's the pattern. It's not for you to lift you up. God wants to lift you up so that he can have the glory. So all men will come to God. Because surely you might be able to sustain yourself, but not your children, grandchildren, for a thousand generations, your neighbors and friends and your city. The only one that could do that is God. And so that's why God wants us to lift him up. And for us to walk humbly and lowly. I want to tell you that He wants to raise us up to levels we have not known. And it requires for us to be willing to become humble and clothe ourselves in humility and walk less and less as He makes us more and more. Verse 5 is when He says, Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with, speak with a stiff neck. Don't lift your self up do not be arrogant i love verse six for uh it's not from the japanese or the chinese or europe and it's not from america it's not from the western civilization and mindset that promotion come 
It doesn't come from the South and South America and Africa. That lifting up comes. Verse 7, but it is God who judges. He's the one that puts down one and lifts another. He's the one that knows how to exalt. He knows how to dignify. And for that purpose, He will teach us what it, what it requires. You know, you need to dignify thoughts. Where are you going to get them? There's no greater place in the Bible. There is no greater place that will bring dignity to your life, to your wife, to your family, to your marriage, than the Bible. The Bible says don't run around with other women. Why? Because it's not dignified. Do not fornicate. I didn't even know what that word meant when I became a Christian. Fornicate? I don't understand fornicate. God says is when you take something without responsibility. When you're having intimacy, but you've yet to honor and say, I want to enter into covenant. I want to dignify our friendship before I engage in personal intimacy because I want to treat you with dignity. Our thoughts need to become dignified. Our words need to be dignified. Our actions need to be dignified. Where will we find this dignity if God does not place it within us through His Spirit? How can a man change his ways? That's one of the most incredible things people say, well, human nature takes over. And so does stupidity. If you want wisdom, read with me in Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man change his ways? And it gives you the answer. This is an open book test. You don't have to go looking elsewhere for the answer. The answer is found by taking heed according to God's word. Not by excusing your actions. Not by justifying your foolishness. It's by pursuing God. And He wants to lift you up. And give you the dignity of being a man of honor. A man of respect. For if your wife and significant other does not respect you, who shall? Who shall respect you? If the closest person to you does not find dignity in your presence. I love reading 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. This is a young lady. She was arrogant. Her name was Hannah. She was proud and boastful. She thought she was the only Coca-Cola in the desert. A Spanish saying. The last Coca-Cola. She was so proud, God had cut her off. She could have no children until the day she would humble herself and say, Lord, have mercy on your servant. Come and have compassion. Teach me the way of dignity. Finally, the Lord is prepared to raise her up. I love that song. I wish we could sing it today. Love, lift me up where I belong. Where the eagles fly. At the heights of God's plans for our life. Who sang that song anyways? Aretha Franklin? Donna Summers? Diana Ross? Whitney Houston? Lord, lift us up where we belong. Lift us up to the place of honor, to the place of dignity. And so Hannah, finally receiving from the Lord, she's on the right track. She's going to get her petitions, her heart's desires expressed. God says, yes, you hit the mark. I've judged the time. I'm going to raise you up to a place that's higher than you. The place we all long for. And she prays this song and she says in verse 1, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices to bursting in the Lord. Finally, God has exalted me. My mouth will become large over all those that said no. Because I finally will rejoice on doing it God's way. I will rejoice on following God's path. I have chosen the fear of God. To humble myself. To leave pride. In verse 6, this is the revelation she gets. The Lord is the one who kills and brings to life. He calls it an end of a manner and He calls it the beginning of another. He brings down to the grave and He lifts up to the heavens. 
There is no other way to get to heaven. The Lord, verse 7, makes poor and He elevates a man to prosper in wealth. He makes rich. He brings down low. I don't know how low can you go. I just, I hear from people all the time, it can't get any worse. Let me tell you, buddy, yes, it can. Yes, it can. You better switch like Hannah switched. You better change like those men of old changed. And allow God to lift you up. He makes poor and He makes rich. He brings low and He lifts up. And since I got saved, I'm, I'm, I'm going higher. A little bit higher now. Hey, a little bit higher now. God will lift you up. When I left my law practice eight years ago, people says, poor man, he's left the good thing. My friend, I've never been higher than high. I've never been higher than high. Because God's not finished with us yet. And that's what he does. He's an expert. Say with me, expert. At raising up. At lifting higher than high. Don't let yourself be deceived that religion is yesteryear. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's a God that dignifies His creation. He doesn't wreck it. In verse 8, she says, He raises the poor. This is my life verse. This is my testimony. He raises the meager, the poor. From the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap. That's a nice way to say dung hill. That's the sewer water. That's where we're all end up without Christ. Sewer water. People seeing themselves go in that direction and not willing to accept the destiny of destruction and defeat shoot themselves in the head. Why? They weren't created for that. We were all God's master craft. He has a special. We are the trophies of His grace. He wants to raise us up and show us off to the world. The Bible says He's called us out of darkness into light that He might show forth the praises of Him who's amazing. Amazing God. And He makes them. He pulls them out of the sewer and makes them to sit in places of nobility, to inherit a throne, not of shame, but of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And He's the one who stands firm to build upon in this world. Verse 9, He will guard the feet of those who choose this path. But the wicked shall be silenced and perished in darkness. Because through... Say it with me. Self-promotion. No man shall advance. That word bothers many men. If you go over to the bookstore at Barnes & Noble, you'll see a section that's called self-help. And they're the wealthiest books sold on the market today. Yet the Bible says, in his own strength, no man shall prosper. In his own self-help, no man shall get ahead. You could ask Anthony Robbins how his marriage is doing. No man by his strength shall prevail. No man by his strength shall prevail. Just in case you missed it, no man by his own strength will prevail. It's God who desires to raise you up for his glory. To tell his story. Verse 10 says, The adversaries, those who oppose the Lord, shall be broken into very small pieces. Try to do something on your own and you'll learn that quick. Lift up the glory of God and you will see him raise you up to where you belong. From heaven, he will thunder against his opponents. The Lord will uh, judge the ends of the earth. He shall give strength to his king, and he will exalt the horn of those that are anointed, those that are chosen. 
This is the Father's heart. Let's go quickly to Daniel. And you'll see a pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, who is stripped from his castle and his nobles, who is taken to the depth of having to eat grass like an animal for a perfect amount of time until he comes to, until he's been able to see the reality of God's truth, that no one will be able to be raised up until God raises him up. It's there in Daniel chapter 4, verse 34. We can start reading in verse 33, Daniel 4, 33. That very hour, it was fulfilled concerning the word of the Lord upon Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven out among men. He ate grass like an animal, like an ox. His body was wet without a castle anymore till his hair had grown like eagles and feathers and nails and birds and claws. You know how we became eagles in this house? That's our, we did it the same way Nebuchadnezzar did. We realize we cannot fly high without God. Through destruction, through coming to the end. My dad, a brain surgeon, 25 years married, living the American dream. He could not raise up a family, a marriage, a home, a legacy. And so God had to drive us to the place of calling upon the name of the Lord. In verse 34, Nebuchadnezzar said, At the end of this time, I a former king, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to the heaven and my understanding returned to me and I blessed that God most high and I will praise and honor him who lives forever because it is his dominion that is everlasting. Mine has come to an end. It is his kingdom that will last throughout generation. Mine has come to an end. All, say with me all, the inhabitants of the earth are like nothing. He does according to his will in the armies of heaven and amongst those who live upon the earth. No one can restrain his hand and say to him, what are you doing? At that same time that he reckoned God as being the only one that dignifies and brings dignity upon our lives. Verse 36, at that same time, my understanding returned to me and for the glory of my kingdom, and my honor and my splendor returned to me. My counselors and my noblemen restored, were res resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and the excellent majesty was added to me. For this reason, I, Nebuchadnezzar, verse 37, praise, extol, honor the king of heaven, whose works, all of them are truth and ways are right. He's an expert. Say with me, expert. With regards to those who walk in pride. All those that walk in pride, he is able to put down. All those who humble themselves. God says he gives grace to the humble, but resist the proud. When you begin to allow God to adorn you, Genesis 37 verse 3 is a perfect example of that. The Bible says Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the, the son of his old age and he made for him a coat of many colors. What coat are you wearing? Do you want to exchange your coat of shame for a coat of glory? Humble yourself. Seek God. Learn his ways. Be taught of his commandments. He will bring you to a place of dignity. You won't even recognize yourself. Sometimes I have to introduce myself to myself. I've become a man of dignity, of honor, of respect because of the ways of God. God has blessed our family. He's blessed our marriage. I would have had 16 marriages. I would have had 15 children around town because I had no dignity in my life. After a season of you walking in the ways of the Lord, a question will be asked in the heavens. And it's found in Esther chapter 6 verse 3. This is what God desires to bring into the life of those who seek his ways. The question is, what honor and dignity shall I bestow upon this man? For nothing has been done as he's walked in this way. That's what the heavens are asking. What is the dignity and honor that you deserve in the manner you are walking? 
God will provide raiment, garments. In Exodus 28, verse 2, it says, Make sacred garments for Aaron. Give it to him. Why would God give us garments? It says so that they could bestow the dignity and the beauty of the Lord. That's what God wants with our lives. When I treat my wife in a special way, when I treat my children in a respectful way with all dignity, then that clothes me with honor and respect. I remember coming home from the law office real late one night about 10 years ago, more, 13 years ago. And I walk into my house, it's 11 o'clock at night, the little ones were already sleeping. The oldest was three, the second one was two, the youngest one was one, and Tina had not come. And the Lord says, stop and look into their room. They were sleeping on a bunk bed and a bed, three little boys. And I said, yes, Lord. He says, respect them, they're my servants. That's words of dignity. It doesn't matter how small they are. And we've raised our children with this dignity. I said, Lord, when I'm, I'm 30 years old, and they used to kick me and pull my hair and push me and, and rip the fries out of, and, and the correction of a parent must be dignified. You will only learn that in the Lord. Your word will be your bond. You will dignify your son when you say, I will pick you up at 3 o'clock, and at 3 o'clock you're there, not at 6.30 at night. Your son cannot respect you if you don't respect them. And the Lord taught us how to respect our children from a very small age. And so we were able to tell God in Psalm 61, verse 1, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry. From the ends of the earth, I will shout out to you. When I'm overwhelmed, when I'm surrounded by things that are greater, and the psalmist says, lead me to the place that is higher than I. Show me the ladder like you showed Jacob. Show me the way to a better response to my spouse, a better communication, a better place of, of dignifying our last name, our home. Help me to, to respect credit and not destroy the name you've given me. Well, we don't use my name no more. Why not? Because I destroyed it. Now we use my mother's, grandfather's surname. God will teach you how to redeem all things for his glory. Pray that prayer. Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Above what I'm able to do. Lead me to a place. Like it says in, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19. He is the one that teaches me how to walk in high places. Some of us think we're rug rats. Our kids grew up listening to the cartoon rug rats. Put the television, things that are dignified before your children. Teach them that they're not to watch garbage because what you see is what you become. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you're watching Crapola at the movie theaters, on TV, on the radio, you become what you eat. Just recently, a man of our congregation says, my, my daughter's reading a whole bunch of, of books that are not good. I said, get her good books. How could we not want them to do one thing if we're not providing the other? An older man says this nation has gone to hell in a handbasket. I said, it is your fault, sir. It is your fault, sir, because you're doing nothing about it. Let us not be the ones pointing those things fallen, but lifting those things fallen. That's what God teaches us once we allow him to raise us up. Let's read Habakkuk 3.19, please. This man has seen everything turned upside down. And finally, he comes to the conclusion. Lord, you're my strength. And you will make my feet like the deer feet. And you will make me to walk in high places. You don't see yourself going into his purpose like that family wouldn't go into Cinderella's castle. You walk away saying, that pastor is insane. Did you hear what he said? That God wants to dress me with glory? I'll guarantee it or your money back. I'll guarantee it. See, a young man in our congregation, Michael, I don't know if he's here this morning, usually comes, second service. He has no father, he's divorced, he has a single mom, he has no brothers, no older brothers, no, no role models, and yet he, he's in Christ. 
He just got a job at Publix. And I talked to him. I said, how are things going? He says, I'm doing all things with excellence. I'm going to get promoted this week, he says. That's dignity. And all the devil knows how to do is to bring high men and high women to low places. I challenge you this morning that you become and participate of a world-changing dignity. That you increase in manners that God has for you. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 5. There is an evil I've seen in the sun. This is an error that proceeds from every place. That people do not consider dignity as wisdom. But they consider foolishness in, as great dignity. And, and those places that are low, everybody runs to. The high places of dignity, people don't want to come. They consider it foolishness. Oh, that's a waste of time. Well, that's stupid. And then the places that are low, the nightclubs, the discotheques, the tattoo parlors, the, the, the swingers club, all that is full with people chasing the low places as if they were great. Psalm 3 verse 1. David says, you are the lifter of my countenance. When I am surrounded with trouble and many are against me, many are saying there's no help for him in God. God can't even do anything with him. Then David says, but you, Lord, are a shield and the lifter of my countenance. You're the one that raises me up to places I never thought I would be. You're the one that crowns me with glory. You're the one that answers me from your high hill. It's a powerful thing to know God. In the house of David, when they were calling all the young men to become king, they didn't call David. And God is into this thing of lifting up the lowly. God is into this thing of raising up those who before him are humble. Humble yourself now in the sight of the Lord, the Bible says, so that he will sure you, surely lift you up. Deuteronomy 28, 13 says, he will make you the head and not the tail. You'll be an only above and not beneath with the condition you heed his commandments. You follow his ways and careful to observe him, not turning aside to the right or to the left. These places of high honor and dignity are reserved by the Lord. Marriage should be a place of dignity. He says the marriage bed, not for pornography, not for uh, uh, lewdness, not for every twisted practice, but for dignified relationship. For the Bible says two are better than one because one will lift up the other. Nowadays, people are pulling themselves down and apart. They're destroying their marriage, their family, their children, their legacy of blessing. James chapter 4, verse 6 says he gives more grace. He gives us more grace. More the ability to walk in a way that's dignified. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So if he does that, verse 10 gives us an instruction. What do you think the instruction is? Humble yourself. Nobody can humble yourself. I can't humble yourself. You humble yourself. Respect, honor the things of God. What for? So he may lift you up. So he may lift you up. Luke 4, 11 says, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be dig raised to dignity, will be placed at a place of dignity. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourselves before the hand of God. What is the hand of God? Can we actually see the hand of God? Listen to me. The hand of God are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The fivefold ministry of men of God that will, will do the work of God upon the earth. If you don't respect the man of God, you will never receive God's respect. If you don't respect the house of God, you cannot be dignified. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. What for? 1 Peter 5, 6. So he may exalt you in the appropriate season. If you see a person's life before the men of God, you will know where his life is headed. The disrespect, the lack of dignity. I told a man that came into my office last week, you're walking into an office where while I give you the confidence to feel at home, don't take it to the level of disrespect. 
Don't come into my office and say, yo, pastor, what's up, homie boy? That's not dignified. You come in with respect because there's a man there. And it's not my office. It's the day you walk in any office. Be it a judge, be it a, a prince, be it a dignitary, a prime minister. Come in with all due respect and honor. So God from the heavens might bring honor and dignity and respect upon you. Seeing the prodigal son, the story of the return of home of one who desires dignity. He was given the best robes, the best sandals, the best ring on his feet, and the best calf to be killed, to be presented. Are you willing to be a prodigal son return home? Return home in your attitude towards God. Let's stand today. I hope you walk out of the house of God knowing what dignity means. It means to elevate. It means to raise higher. It means to take a better path, to listen to a better person. I've seen men that have, have read all libraries and have yet to honor, respect, and obey the word of God. Considering a religious book of religious garbage and rhetoric written by Israelis, listen to me. This is the holy inspired word of a God who desires to speak to you his mysteries. If you come with a pure heart and pure hands, he will speak to you as a child. He will make you to understand. Proverbs 1 verse 22 says, because you have disrespected my word, what comes upon you will not be dignified. It will be a hurricane that will turn you upside down in a heartbeat. Then you're going to want to call upon me and I will not answer. Proverbs 1.22, how long will foolish people continue loving foolishness? And those who mock delight mocking. And fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. And surely I will pour out my spirit upon you. And I will make you to know my words. But because I have called you and you refused. Because I stretched out my hands to lift you up. And you did not regard it. Because you did not. Consider my counsel and would have none of my correction. I also will laugh at your calamity and I will mock you when your terror comes. When your destruction comes and terror like a storm, like a whirlwind, when you'll be filled with distress and anguish. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me, but not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the full of their own fancies because the turning away of the simple will kill them and the indifference of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. Powerful words, simple words. He who hears the spirit of God, let that word sink into your heart and you're invited to serve Jesus Christ in this house. We love, we honor, we respect and we serve the King of Kings. As I was sitting here this morning before the message, I was considering that many of you will come here for what you need. But let me just advise you that what you have received today, this world needs. And the reason people are not getting it because you're missing your spot. You need to download what God has for you, grow up and blow up in dignity and the expressions of glory, and they can go shine before your family members, your children, your nephews, your nieces your friends at school, walk with the dignity of knowing that a man who does not ask for your hand does not deserve your hand. Ouch. A man who's not worthy to be courageous and wait and do things right will never do things right. And you could ask the Spirit of God to come upon you and see the glory of God as you walk in His dignity. Father, we thank You this morning. We praise You we honor and love you, O oh God, for your word. These are not my words. These are not my thoughts. This is not my heart, O oh God. This is your words, your thoughts, your heart. Bring it into us through Jesus Christ and through the spirit of the living God. And allow us to walk in your ways all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We will come and honor and worship you all the days of our lives. We, our children, our grandchildren, for a thousand generations will display the dignity of your work upon our lives. We ask you to bless the families in this house. Bless their children with obedience. 
Bless the wives with honor and respect. The husbands with leadership that is worthy by the way they speak and think and listen to dignitaries. Your pastors, teachers, apostles, evangelists, and prophets. Bless us in the house of God that we might shine for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray and the people of God say amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Greet one another in the love of the Lord.
al Señor en esta noche Yo quiero ser como ser un vaso de tu amor yo quiero ser como tú yo quiero ser como tú Señor yo quiero ser yo quiero ser como ser un vaso de tu amor yo quiero ser un vaso de tu amor yo quiero ser como levanta tus manos y levanta tu voz y díselo una vez más al Señor yo
Buenas tardes. Vamos a estar de pies hoy. Dios es bueno y es fiel. Él siempre trae una palabra a tiempo a cada persona, a cada vida. Y ha sido una semana de celebración en esta casa, empezando con el julio 4, celebrando la libertad que tenemos en el Señor, la libertad que tenemos en este país de poder estar reunidos juntos.